Hi there. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. What I thought I'd do is take one episode a month and go over a chapter in a book I wrote back in 2012, I believe. And it's called Everyone Has an It, A Guide to Helping You Accept, Accentuate, and Appreciate Yours. And the premise behind it was, you know how everybody wants that it factor. And since I love acronyms so much, I took a bunch of acronyms and of the it, a bunch of combinations of the words that made the acronym it and created chapters around them. And I've taught this as a course and I've, you know, offered it in blog form sometimes, but I thought, you know, it'd be kind of nice if it's just sitting around here. You can still get it on Amazon or my website. I thought I would share it with you. And while some things have changed in our world, I'm really kind of liking the fact that the information I had down here is pretty timeless. And the reason I did it was because people wanted Vicky on the go. And I love the fact that each chapter stands alone. It's not a build on like you have to read the previous one before. It's not. It's um, a study in each particular subject matter that will lead to knowing yourself the best you possibly can and also accentuating your characteristics and really learning to appreciate what is your it factor. And I have recently taught a few classes on it in the Wisdom Wednesday group that I have, which is one time a month, the last Wednesday of the month. It's $8 investment. And we combine intuitive knowledge with coaching and get me on the spot live and a great group of people. And you can pop in and out. It is a subscription. You can stay for what you stay for. Um, I have some that signed up when it first started over a year ago and show up every month. Some people, the time frame doesn't work for them because I'm in Eastern time zone and they'll listen to the recording that they get the next day. So this chapter is called Identity Theft. The I coming from identity, the T coming from theft. See how I did that? Yeah, it's all my years in the medical billing world and healthcare, everything's an acronym and I absolutely love them. They help my brain remember things to give it an acronym like that. This chapter is not specifically related to someone else coming in and stealing your identity, but there are aspects of that along with how are you giving away yourself. So I'm going to read this and there might be some ad-libbing possible. Um, this is me. Or if something occurs to me at the moment to give as an example, I'll do that as well. So settle in. <laughs> Vicki's going to read you a little story. And I always wanted to do those books where you can, for the um, visually impaired. <laughs> so think of this as uh, me reading to you and hopefully you receiving the information from it, but also feeling a little tucked in. So here we go. In our ever-evolving, growing technological world, we hear a lot about identity theft. Whether this comes from someone receiving your information in a fraudulent manner, or whether it is someone who lives with you and decides that they would like to have access to your credit line, 
no matter what, either is considered a crime. It's also considered an attack on one's safety and a feeling of well-being. One can purchase insurance to protect against this and can keep vigilant watch on your credit report. But I wonder, where is the protection plan for identity theft of your personality, of your drive, of your soul energy? Where is the policy I can purchase that will allow me to ensure that my feelings of strength, confidence, and happiness are protected? Well, there isn't one. At least not one that someone else can sell you and you'll find that out by this chapter. It would just perpetuate the very thing that you're trying to protect against. You would be handing over your energy and your power to someone else's insurance policy. How many times in your life have you wondered, who am I and what do I want? What is it that is mine, me for myself and of myself? It's often during times of, I can't take it anymore, that these questions come up. And yes, I have often been accused of teaching selfishness to which I say, I absolutely do. Because it's only when we're taking care of ourselves that I believe we're able to help others authentically and with a feeling of fulfillment rather than depletion. And selfishness means to take care of thyself. When one feels like the above questions, It is often because they have given away their energy and have become resentful of this. If there was an agent to call to create a claim, there would be massive amounts of them on a daily basis as people awoke to the fact that they have given away the very essence of who they are. Some very real examples of giving away your energy can be asking others their opinion on what you're planning on doing and asking a lot of others, not just a feedback request, but looking for others' approval. Hello, social media. (laughs) When this happens, the energy field dissipates and becomes watered down. It's almost imperceptible at first, but then one begins to feel like they aren't themselves. And it's actually true. The times of asking others, and perhaps more importantly, giving more energy to what other people think or say, it adds up, and there's a gradual loss of the sense of self. I really believe this is some of the challenges we have in relationships of all levels lately, whether it's from sibling to sibling, country to country, or coworker to coworker, coworker to boss, all of them. We've forgotten how to feel for ourselves and be good with whatever the emotion or belief is that's showing up. From a young age, we are encouraged to ask others what they think. And while it's great to consult a person who may have more expertise on a subject, or to sometimes reach out to a friend to bounce an idea off of, it is vitally important that we remain in alignment with what resonates for each of us so we are authentic in our interactions. When we are good with whom we are and what others may think or feel, there is no room for resentment or any other lower vibrating energies to show up because we have respected each other's energy field and can feel and think for ourselves. Isn't that refreshing? There isn't technically theft here if we're giving it away, but it is something to keep in mind for when you're finding yourself asking others more than you are asking yourself. And that may be what is in your best interests. What are you asking them? I always tell people when they come for a reading or a coaching session to take what resonates and throw out the rest, as I believe our own compass to be the strongest indication of what is best for us. And sure, occasionally that compass gets bent and due north is a challenging 
destination defined, but when honored, it will always lead you back to self. Another example I see often is where do you, the where do you want to go to dinner dilemma. One person will ask, where do you want to eat? And the other will respond, I don't care. Where do you want to eat? Then you end up like those birds in um, the jungle story. I don't know. What do you want? Now, if this is a case of you really have no preference, then that could open up a dialogue. But often it's a passive way of admitting you have no clue who you are or what you want. It may seem simple, but it's often the simple request that can bind us up the most. So if you truly don't care whether you have um, Mexican, Ethiopian, Italian, Chinese, uh, you go to the little bistro on the corner or you get a bunch of veggies and some cheese and you lay it out that way, then that's one thing. But if you don't have an idea of who or what you would like, you don't have that connection with yourself, questions like that can be the ideal situation for giving over your power to someone who probably wants the power or wanted to manipulate the situation into where they wanted to eat anyway. So it's a good place to start asking yourself, who am I and what do I want? Another example of identity theft is allowing the past to hold you in place. You may as well as hand over your happiness to another if you're going to allow whatever happened in the past to continue to hold you back. There are sometimes and perhaps some tragedies that have helped form who you are. And if you're using them to help you recognize what you want in life, then okay, congratulations. But if you're using them to hold yourself back, you are doing a complete disservice to you and to your soul. The very essence of you is always looking to grow, always looking and very willing to expand and to use every situation as a learning tool. This essence, this knowing soul has your back. It's not only, it not only has your back, it is your back. It is the support mechanism, much like your spine is to your skeletal system. And if you take care of it, like you take care of your spine, you will do just fine. A little side note here. I'm reading this as I am recovering from a back injury. <laughs> I love the universe. Where in your current life is your past putting the brakes on? I asked this of a client one time and she brilliantly said, in a slightly whining voice, but Vicki, it takes courage to see your life differently. To which I replied, you are brilliant because yes, it does. But if you know that it takes courage, it would seem to me that you already have considered leaving your past behind and moving forward with that courage. She did. And to this day is one of the most amazing souls I know for even when she was so scared, her knees were knocking, she would choose herself over her fear and eventually that fear would dissipate. In her situation, it was a family dynamic that was creating an issue for her as it can and should at some point in all of our lives, for this is where we grow too, she was allowing her role in the family, and this was a role assigned to her, not one she signed up for, to dictate who she was and how she acted, often validating it when they were together as if it were an old play that they rehearsed so many times that she had no choice but to act along. But she did have choice, and she will always have choice on how she acts and how much of her energy she is willing to give away. Have you ever wondered where your soul is? How you can be in touch with it? How you can use it 
and communicate with it with your human senses as well as your intuition. I wondered this for a long time and as I practiced and learned how to do it, I have now created a course that you can take that is self-guided along with some live events with me that can help you to connect to your soul as well and to use this amazing collaboration between your human self and your soul to empower your life, to create what you'd like to have, and most importantly, to be able to feel that you belong, that you are amazing, and then what would you like to do with that in the world? So head on over to the website, vickybaird.com, check it out and sign up and let me know if you need any help. Where are you giving away too much of your energy? Where do you see yourself changing when in a relationship dynamic? Is it your family that can push those buttons? And have you resorted to a role that is familiar? For instance, are you the baby of the family and no matter how old you are, you are still seen in this manner? Are you the oldest and holding the role of having to be responsible for everyone else, the second mom, so to speak? If you were to file an identity theft claim right now, who would you name as the person or persons or the event that you are allowing to steal your identity? Notice I said allowing. For someone or an event cannot steal our identity without our permission. Much like no one can hurt us emotionally or disappoint us without our permission. It is completely up to us if we are giving our energy away. A little caveat there, this is, I'm not talking about emotional abuse. I'm talking about knowing yourself so well that should someone try that BS, you can call it right then and not fall for it. When it comes down to it, the only person who has the ability to feel or express for you is you. So if you are hurt or feeling like someone made you mad, back up your emotions a little bit and see if you can be in observation of them. So you can determine where the leak in your field is. Because if you're giving away energy, there's a leak in your energy field somewhere. Perhaps you're tired and not feeling refreshed, so you are more vulnerable. Or perhaps you are someone who really likes your own misery and doesn't know who you are without it. So allowing yourself to hurt as a result of others' actions seems comfortable. Even when it's uncomfortable. It's something you know. When you take responsibility for how you feel, you will recognize a great relief in your own body for when there is choice, and there always is, there is empowerment, and someone who is empowered is not likely to be a victim of identity theft on any level. Another way, and perhaps one we hear the least about, is how we allow energy to be taken is the energy field that surrounds our physical body that I was just speaking of, and is often referred to as the aura. The aura is fascinating and a wealth of information for there is a plethora of receptors there that translate the energy of all that is the universe and bring it back to us in a form of communication, of emotion, of mental process, and of intuitive reception. I often see people with big holes in their aura, for, which for me is an indication that they are giving their energy away. They are allowing others to tap into the field and siphon their literal energy stores. These other people who are pulling on it are called psychic vampires. And this has happened long before vampires became cool. Some people know that they're doing it. Some people do not. 
the ones that are the people who are often complainers, seem very needy, gossipers, um, ones totally fixated by other people's actions and such, and those that want to be seen as a center of attention, those are some characteristics of psychic vampires. We all know someone in our lives who may fall into this category. They're the ones that always turn the conversation back to them and the daily soap opera, like I said, the drama. They're the ones that post on social networking that there is a drama afoot every day and can be something as small as burning breakfast to the I'm never going to meet someone because my life is so tragic posting. They're often so caught up in their own story that they aren't aware others even exist, except when they need to make a withdrawal to keep going. It's exhausting to maintain that level of drama, so there must be donors available. Do not be a donor. While I maintain most do not know what they're doing, at least cognitively, they've gotten used to acting in that way, caught up in their hamster wheel. It's up to each person to recognize the person in their lives, the spouse, the child, the sibling, the parent, or the friend, and at least not go along with it. At least agree to not feed the vampire any longer. Do not give them plasma. It really is a good thing for them as well as they can find ways to change the habit and learn to empower from within. If you see yourself in this description, do not worry and do not judge. Simply set the intention to replenish yourself and commit to lowering the level of drama to maybe two alarm fire initially and then back off to very little smoke over time and perhaps to not even a charge. This will help you to feel the best you can and then go on to strengthen not only yourself but those relationships around you that truly do want to support but simply can't provide the nutritional support equivalent to a blood bank. If you didn't know you were doing it, there is absolutely no reason to beat yourself up for it. Make the commitment to shift and practice. It takes practice. There are, however, those that are fairly savvy at draining others intentionally. They often have the awareness of how energy can be shared and will, quote unquote, tap in to the field and make their own withdrawals, usually to fill a hole in their own world, whether that's energetic or emotional. I have found a very effective method of blocking the vampires. And no, it doesn't involve garlic, although garlic is good for you. So maybe eat that if you're not allergic. And does garlic really work anyway for energy vampires? No. And my way is nothing new. It's been part of the metaphysical world for eons. I simply ask Archangel Michael to surround me with white light of stabilization and ask him to remove all etheric cords past present and future to all beings and return mine to me i then ask that any holes i may have in my field be repaired i picture it similar to like spackling a wall then i say thank you because i am appreciative of his help but it also closes the energy request circle this method, free, easy, can be done inside your head, is the most effective manner of protecting yourself from the energetic identity theft that I'm aware of. I use it every day before I even get out of bed. And sometimes during the day, as I have found, it's a bit like sunscreen. You have to reapply if the feeling of vulnerability is there. So where can you find the holes in the field? Can you feel if there are any holes there? 
Are they divots and not full holes yet? Can you see them? Can you perceive them? If not, no worries. Simply set the intention of having a clear and smooth field and allow for the help. By being in this world and trying to figure out things, we will have some divots. There's no need to identify, just rectify. And where do you feel you hand over your own identity? Do you keep quiet at work when you have a good idea or if you see something that isn't in alignment with a company? Do you not speak of your preferences to your partner or spouse, whether that's in relationship or in regards to your living situation, financial, sexual life, or parenting style? It's actually pretty easy to figure out when you are open to the theft. You will always feel off. There will be a feeling of discord or conflict within yourself. And learning to pay attention to how you feel is the key to any kind of living improvement. I know you can do it. So how about you get on that? Identity theft is something that once figured out, once you observe it, and once you see you're doing it, it's pretty easy to shift. It's one of the easiest. That's why I started with it. Because you can honor the fact that your soul came in to learn and this is what you're learning about. And from a young age, we're conditioned to care about what other people think. And I'm not saying be totally shut off in that way in, at all. But what I'm saying is know yourself so well. So when someone suggests something to you, you can say, I hear you, but that does not resonate with who I know myself to be. You can take it into consideration and then decide whether it's true or not because this person may be giving you their own perception of the situation. So you get to create your own policy. You get to come up with your own level of awareness and protection and connection because again when you feel secure in yourself relationships actually become very easy and the people who were there simply to take from you will often move aside and they'll move out of your life and usually pretty quietly um, because they're not getting what they wanted from and needed from you in the first place which was that energy contract that maybe you didn't even know you were involved in so start observing first just pay attention to where you're giving your energy away do you say things to say yes to things that should have been a pretty clear no thank you um, do you make sure that everybody else is taken care of before you are true indication of identity theft going on so I hope you've enjoyed this. Let me know. Fill out a comment. Send me an email. Smoke signal. Pigeon carrier. Something. Let me know if you've appreciated this. I will be putting out an episode in the last week of every month. And of the book, a chapter of the book, not an episode. It'll be an episode of the podcast, a chapter of the book. And if you're looking to connect with your soul, head on over to vickybear.com and check out the new course offering, Introducing You to Your Soul. It's a guided, it's a class that's got, meant to guide you to getting to know yourself. And 
the feedback I'm getting is this is much deeper than I thought it was going to be. And you know, I always have a little method to my madness. This stuff doesn't have to be hard and yet it can be deep and reflective while still enjoying the joy of being a soul. So thank you ever so much for being here and I'll see you in the next episode. If this is something you feel would be beneficial to you, feel free to pop on over to the website, vickybaird.com or at Coach Vicky Baird on all the social platforms.